So everyone got my email? No. Yes. No, I got it. No. I may or may not have gotten high instead of reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way we like our guests. And uh, one of our hosts. I won't say which. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back. Uh, as usual, doing our usual shenanigans and got a fun guest tonight. Uh, but before we get to him, let's uh, do our little intros as we always do. I'm your host, Pacey Pete. Alongside always is Mr. Casey Franco. Greetings! It's good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. I know you missed me. <laughs> he is back. He's back after his one-week hiatus uh, off into the wilderness. Or, or yep. were you on the I-5 uh, hitchhiking again? Nah, this time I decided to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh Went uh, out into the wilderness and uh, went back to the usual hole that I always go to. Uh, so, you know, out of the ordinary. Anyway, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you. I hope you, br- I bro- I hope you brought the humor today because I seem to have <laughs> forgot it. Um, we're, we're without Matt. Oh, for yeah. real? Yeah. This for is real. the first I'm hearing of that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> I wouldn't have come if I knew that. <laughs> Uh, and uh, back again <laughs> because she is uh, she's a part of our crew now and killing it on uh, our website. If you haven't read, check out her recaps. Sarah Belmont is back with us tonight. Hi, Hello, friends. I'm here. They didn't scare me away. Well, kind of. <laughs> Matt's not here. You notice that, right? <laughs> so. There is a connection. It's all connected, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and coming to us for the first time uh, from the Geeks with Wives and Capes uh, podcast, Mr. Casey Walsh. Welcome to the show, Casey. There's a Force Awakening in my pants. What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, that... <laughs> oh, that is, that is how you uh, welcome yourself to the show. I like that. That's how we kick it off right there. I had to throw a little Star Wars in there. That was good. It's Force Friday. I spent way too much money at Target. Did you go crazy? Did you, did you stand in line? You know, I I had no intention, and our co-host last night was like, he's like a big Star Wars guy, and he was like on the news, like, because he was like the first one in line at Target. Um, oh, Will. Will, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I was like, fuck him, I gotta go to Target and get, see if I can get some stuff, just to spite. Be like, see, you stood in line for hours, so I walked in there and got some stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, and then it became like a game, so I went to like two Targets and a, and a Toys R Us. Oh my goodness. Um, to, to get three toys. I'm pathetic. <laughs> hey, someone someone explain to me. I feel like you guys are the right people to explain it to me. Why was everyone getting Star Wars toys the past couple of days? Because we're pathetic. Oh. oh. <laughs> but why the sudden surge, though? Why the sudden surge of, of, of people who buy toys? I almost said pathetic I think people. It, I think it's the same thing you ask a heroin addict when they've been off the, the drug for so long, and then someone comes and gives them... Um, a fresh new batch of heroin. You, it's like you can't. You just can't say no to it. And yeah, you, you got got the Star Wars. You gotta itch. do it. Yeah, 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 you gotta do it. So, so is there like a new like BB-8 like droid toy that came out or something? Is that what has everyone in a in a tizzy? No, I think the the popular figures are the Black Series figures, and there's these really nice like uh, Star Wars figures that come in, like they're like between a Hot Toys and like a regular like eight dollar 
like action figure, like in between that. So they're kind of nice. So those are the popular ones. Um, there is a BB-8. There's like a, a, a Target like cheapy one. But there's also a really nice one that you can get at Best Buy for 150 bucks, And it's like s- supposedly like the like the premiere one. And like you can, I guess it maps like a hologram of your face or something. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that sounds a little bit out of my pay grade. <laughs> it's, it's intense, man. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah I, I, let's just say that uh, out, out of the three stores I went to, not a single person was there with a child. No kidding. No, I, would, I, would think, I, fact, I think I was the only one. <laughs> I had to drag my, my three-year-old or my four-year-old along with me. She's, only because she's forced to do it. That means that there are good parents in the world who know that this is going to happen and all these strange, lonely men are going to be at Target. So wait, what are you trying to say about me, sir? I'm not implying anything. You can interpret it however you want. Just say it. Oh boy! So yeah, I'm uh, not winning any Parent of the Year awards. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, if you if you were under a rock today at all, you'd know that we're talking about Force Friday, hashtag Force Friday, which was pretty crazy. Um, I know I know Will. I know uh, your co-host. He's he's a crazy man when it comes to Star Wars stuff. So, um, but I saw him rocking the Anakin uh, cosplay, which is pretty cool. Uh, so what is Force Friday? Should I know? We just it's called the it. Disney marketing machine. Exactly. And they get to do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> so they made up a holiday about Star Wars. Oh, it's a holiday. Okay. No, it's, right. not, it's, okay. it's just when all their toys and merchandise got released. It, it's very, I don't gotcha. understand either. I, I thought the I best understand. picture I saw today, somebody posted on Facebook. It was a picture of Anakin on a pole and Obi-Wan was like, it was like at a strip club and he's throwing ones at Anakin. I was like, yep, that's, <laughs> that pretty much sums up uh, Force Friday right there. Uh, so, so there you go. Okay, so let's so let's get into uh, our let's get into our show if we haven't already done that. Um, so with no Matt today, uh, no redactions. Shame. So yes, we're missing a vital part of the show there. Um, getting on to the new movies though, there wasn't very much. Uh, just the transporter uh, without Jason Statham. That's sitting at a seventeen percent on the tomato meter. I'm a- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sh- shocking. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I like that. I didn't even think that was a good one, man. That was good. Um, yeah, I've been on one or two of these things. You know, you know how it is. Does anyone know like if this is like a reboot or a sequel, or if this is just a straight reboot? Or uh, no, it's a the bad question. Movie. Is does anyone care? Is the real question, Pete? And that's yeah. A, that's wouldn't a, it be sad if we did know that, Pete? <laughs> Mm. All right, so that's my cue to move on. So new Blu-rays. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No blue. Uh, new Blu-rays out. Uh, just one that I saw that we should all. Uh, this one we should all care about. Mad Max Fury Road hit Blu-rays this past week, and uh, okay, you guys want to hear how sad I am? This is how sad and dumb, by the way. <laughs> more than more than anything, other than right. Here we go. So I've I haven't seen the movie yet. Not watched it. If not not seen it. I've been dying to see it and I just missed it in movie theaters. I have a kid, so it's very difficult to go see yeah. movies as, as yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, so I've been dying to see it. So I rented it like last night, um, for like $5 or whatever. And it has 30 nice. days. And I didn't, and but the kid was up to like 10 o'clock. So we didn't get to watch it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I went to target today. And I saw it on sale for like $20 and I just ended up buying it at target. So now I have a, <laughs> Rental version I haven't watched, and a sealed Blu-ray version I haven't watched. <laughs> a movie I don't even know I'm gonna like. Okay, here's my question: If 
you, I'm assuming you got it like on Redbox or something. If you return the rental, uh, no, 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 I bought it on PlayStation Store because I'm a, a complete idiot. Oh, okay. Well, there goes my plan. I was going to say if it was a Redbox, no eternal. Put the if you put the Blu-ray in the Redbox and you put it back, does it like give you money because you're giving <laughs> it a no. better product? I would. That would be cool. I don't think it works like that. Anyway, moral of the story, story: Casey blew twenty five dollars. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, right. There's another Casey. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still getting very used to this. Oh. If you guys haven't noticed yet, we have two Caseys on the show, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the rest of the night goes here. We Wait a nicknames. second. There yeah, are two of them? There are two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> where's, where's, where's Andy when you need him? That's a reference to an old an old episode we had where Andy from the Flash podcast went nuts when we... Uh, that's a reference to like five old episodes where yeah. Andy went nuts. Yeah, pretty. I like that's how a I reference can make to... a reference without even knowing I'm making a reference. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll take it. That was very good. That was good. Um, all right, so that's right. We Wait, Blu-rays, <laughs> Sarah? Did you just do that totally on accident? <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you're a scene and nerd host when like the the in jokes that we have just like seep into your brain <laughs> through osmosis. Exactly. I like this. Oh boy. Um, all right, so those are the movies out. Uh, pretty much go see. Wait, so is Mad Max good? You know Can what? I waste my money. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, I'll just. Uh, okay, I'm on the same boat with you, Casey. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my god! What <laughs> really? What kind of movie podcast is <laughs> this? <laughs> are, you, are you serious? You haven't seen the biggest movie of the year? <laughs> no. no one knows. Oh my Hold god! On. We're terrible. I've seen it. I've seen it. I loved it. Okay. All of you are making a mistake by not watching it. What are you doing with yourselves? <laughs> I'm gonna watch it as soon as this is over. I'm putting it in, despite my wife. She can, she can. We can watch it again. <laughs> Clearly, I'm doing life wrong right now. Um, all right, so those, that's what's out in uh, movie theaters and on Blu-ray. Go check them out. All right, uh, we know you missed it last week. Here is Casey's rundown. God, even I missed it last week. All right, uh, it's time for the entertainment. Uh, uh, oh, this is fun. Uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck me. Entertainment, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have any sound effects prepped, <laughs> as always. Way to go, Case. Zero right. legitimacy every time. Out of, out of deadline. Out of deadline, Hollywood. Uh, Rick and Morty has been renewed for season three by Adult Swim. Uh, get swifty, everybody. There's a nice uh, reference that the kids will enjoy. Uh, next up, uh, Mr. Show Rides Again, coming out of VF Hollywood, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross will reunite for a new Netflix sketch series called Mr. Show. It's coming back. I don't know if you guys ever watched the original Mr. Show. I've heard of it. I never saw it, though. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Uh, outrageously stuff. funny. Outrageously it, funny. It's no, I stuff. think it's only not on DVD and stuff because they had a lot of uh, music in their sketches that they couldn't license out now. Oh, yeah. Um, so... But yeah, yeah, it's a really good sketch show. So people uh, who like Mr. Robot, well, it's like Mr. Show. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to keep up with you guys. <laughs> well done, Sarah. Well done. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, so uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert is coming up pretty soon. I believe September 9th, so in like five days. Uh, and they They've announced a lot of uh, their first lineups, uh, including, including Emily Blunt, uh, let's see, Jake Gyllenhaal, Kevin Spacey, Naomi Watts, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, and others. Uh, and then there was another article I saw that said that the way that The Late Show is going to set itself aside from the other late night 
uh, talk shows is that he's going to have a lot of like CEOs and book writers and in their words intellectuals rather than just the traditional celebrities and oh music. so they're gonna they're gonna make it boring <laughs> <laughs> well I mean. <laughs> Kind of, yes. Casey, <laughs> I fell asleep by just listening to you talk about it. So. Oh, no, sir, I wasn't going to say anything, but I almost made a snoring sound. Oh, my heart. Oh, oh my heart. Okay, I just hope right. they let him do some ske- some sketches where he gets to be his co- his character. See, that here, be, that would be cool. Here's Wouldn't it be thing. great if he walked out with the masturbating bear like for a sketch? Oh, my God, I would die. <laughs> that's Conan's sketch of everybody. I know. That reference went way over everyone. So, okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Stephen Colbert as the late night uh, or late show host because, uh, I mean, anyone who's seen the Colbert Report knows that he's a hilarious person when he does uh, like satire. But I think people are going to be even more in love with him when they realize just what a really fucking smart guy that this that Stephen Colbert is. If you've never seen him uh, do a uh, Lord of the Rings lore off with uh, James Franco, definitely YouTube that. He fucking, fucking schools him. It's awesome. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, let's see. Up next, uh, the Nielsen ratings uh, finally have jumped into this millennium uh, by finally tracking uh, streaming TV ratings. Uh, this was a recent occurrence. This happened like two weeks ago. So uh, Nielsen ratings, slightly more important than they were two weeks ago. Uh, okay, next up. Do, 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 do. According to Rotten Tomatoes, Mr. Robot, Sarah, are you listening? I know you are now. Mr. Robot yeah. has had a... <laughs> Mr. Robot has had a perfect season, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, like, that's so. 100%. We're not talking. So, are we rounding? Like, is uh, it ninety nine point nine eight? I think Rotten Tomatoes uh, grades on a curve. So, okay. Rotten. <laughs> so that means that Paul Blart is gonna get pushed oh, up to God. like two percent now. No, curve, keep yeah. Paul Blart down, please. Wait, I have no idea what this show is. Is Stick somehow involved? Uh, w- uh, Mister Stick. What? As in uh, Sticks, never mind. Once again, <laughs> reference that went way over everyone's head. All right, oh, I'm just going to see myself out. I'll talk to you guys Casey later. Bringing, Casey bringing the references that no one understands. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Domo arigato, Mr. Robot. Okay. Do we have to bring in the goalposts oh, so you yes. know exactly where to aim with these references? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, First and last show, everybody. <laughs> Uh, okay, so is everyone happy? Is everyone in a good mood? Okay, good. Uh, next up, Wes Craven Horror Maestro has died at age 76, and it's very sad. How does it make you guys feel? Oh, man. Um, well, I was, I was pretty bummed to hear about that. I mean, I, I'm a huge, like, Scream fan and Nightmare on Elm Street fan. So, uh, you know, um, he changed a lot of things with horror when he, especially when he came out with Scream. It was a different type of horror movie that... Uh, hadn't been done before. Kind of, it was a, it was um, it was just kind of a character, character of itself, and uh, and I, you know, it's it's one of those things that's gonna always kind of stand the test of time, I think, and 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 m- most of his work will. Uh, it was it was really really good, and I enjoyed it. He'll, he'll be missed, but his movies will live on. Yeah, I mean, he's he certainly was a, a master of this of the genre. Freddy Krueger is such a is such a gruesome character. I mean, it it it's he he was amazing at what he did. 
Yeah, what about you guys? Casey, what did you think of uh what did you think of uh, Wes Craven? I think it sucks, but I, I have to say like, a public service announcement to artists out there on Twitter. It's probably not a good idea to draw him hanging out with uh Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger in the afterlife. Probably not the two guys he wants to be hanging out with after he died. <laughs> Maybe just just uh Are people doing that? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Come on now. The first thing that happened five minutes after he died, I'm fucking piling it up with his horror <laughs> creations. Sarah, are you a Wes Craven fan? No. Well, I mean, not to like dishonor <laughs> the memory. No, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a scaredy cat. My brothers would make me watch those movies growing up, and they scared me so I, much. Sarah, so. I absolutely understand. I cannot do scary movies at all. So <laughs> I just, I have to give him props for making movies that I could not watch. For right, life. exactly. Not like the horror movies today, which are not that scary and laughable cheesy. So, yeah. Uh, I had okay. my first... I had my first... Hold on. So I got to... I'm just no, going to no, take no. over the podcast. <laughs> I had my first, uh, like, oh my God, this is a movie moment when I was watching the first Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie. Because there's a scene where Johnny Jepp, like, falls or jumps out of a window and he clearly lands on, like, a giant, like, inflatable bag. And you can, like, see the bag and everything. Like, they tried to hide it with, like, this little tiny bush. But no, nope. There's a giant bag right there, Johnny Depp. So I said, sorry. So that's no, my memory of Wes Craven. <laughs> you know, you know what actually that made me think of? Like we they I'm surprised there hasn't been like a almost like a blooper reel of of these like things that you can find in horror movies. You know, like uh, Star Wars where you can find all the little funny uh you know, things they didn't catch. Like I know what you're talking about what, what I'm talking about, Case, like where um the stormtrooper's head hits the top of the doors as they're walking through. You know oh, what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background. Yeah, oh, and then, man, and then, that's and then, a great scene. And even when Mark Hamill, they have much lower. Like, yeah, that's a good point. There's much no, less headroom up there. Yeah, so I think it'd be it's it's, it's too bad because I would like to go back and and especially the old horror movies and find out what they screwed up on that they didn't catch. That's always funny to to go back and look at. But do you think JJ that, thought of that the design of the new stormtroopers? He was like, if one of these motherfuckers hits their head walking out <laughs> of the corridor, I'm gonna have a shit fit. So let's make sure that helmet is high and it's low and tight, low and tight, everybody. <laughs> nice. Uh, Pete, would you consider Teen Wolf to be a horror movie? No, not at no? all. Uh, okay. they, they, we're all talking right. about the '80s movie with Michael J. Fox, right? Uh, yes, the one with uh, with the kid's penis and the ending credits. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Next up, uh, let's, uh, let's see. Uh, so I don't know if you saw the new Zac uh, Efron movie. Uh, I guarantee you didn't see it, uh, but it uh, has set a record. Uh, it is currently placed fourth in the worst film debut uh, for a film appearing in over 2,000 theaters. Uh, it's oh. entitled We Are Your Friends. Uh, funny enough, Zac Efron no longer has friends. So <laughs> I was waiting for he couldn't, that. Even, he couldn't even have enough friends to go see the movie to get out of the fourth <laughs> place. You think he could at least fill up one movie theater with the amount of people he knows? Right? I mean, what would you expect from a song named after a mediocre... I mean, a movie named after a mediocre EDM song. Anyway, <laughs> music opinions on a movie podcast. Here we go. Next up. Uh, Jackass star Steve-O was arrested in Hollywood the other day after he climbed a large crane with an inflatable orca uh, protesting SeaWorld. So, Steve-O, still jackassing it up. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. See? And then last of all, hopefully this will spark some kind of conversation, although I'm pretty sure 
No one on this show watched it. Uh, but the MTV VMAs, uh, the viewership has fallen to 9.8 million despite airing on more networks this year. So rightfully What's so, good, in my Casey? opinion. What's yeah. good? Congratulations, other cases. Oh, man. Is that really a surprise, though? I mean, they haven't shown music videos on that channel in like 20 years. So it's like... It's like you 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 pick one night out of the year to actually uh, recognize music videos, even though you don't show music videos. So I don't know. It's it's silly and it's so like it's so overdone that I, I don't I don't even watch the VMAs. You guys, Sarah, Casey, do you guys watch the VMAs at all, or is it just like Who, whatever? Which all right, hold on, real fast. Uh, don't call me Casey. Call me asshole. Okay. Other- <laughs> Casey, just call me asshole. I will know who you're talking about. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the original question. Casey, Sarah, do you guys watch the VMAs? Not on purpose. Okay. Uh, my wife was watching it, and I happened to be laying in the same bed, so I was forced to watch it. Ah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> no, it was not good. You can't There's even another reason why. Dude, what a twist. Sarah, what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I didn't watch it. Okay. Don't worry. You're not the only one. Yeah, I don't, understand, yeah. I don't understand how that show even exists anymore. Like, what, where do you watch music videos? Who's voting YouTube. on these music videos? <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Where's the YouTube, YouTube music video awards? Who decides really? who gets these awards? I don't understand. I and don't if, know. If it's children, isn't it meaningless? Because children... Are dumb. So, <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell you who decides who gets the awards, and that is Kanye West. Kanye West <laughs> is the final decision on everything. Period. Oh. Even how to run America. West 2020. By the way, <laughs> if, if he runs for president, I may die a very happy man because that would be the greatest thing that ever happened to America. <laughs> you guys thought Donald Trump Wait, was just, insane. Oh, Wait till Kanye just him running the stage. would be the greatest thing. Not just winning. Running, he didn't have to win. He didn't have to get past the primaries. Okay. Like just the fact that he's in a room with a bunch of other old white men <laughs> and they're having to have a conversation <laughs> is all I need. Oh, you know what's gonna be great is John Oliver's gonna have a field day with that. Which you don't want amazing. like a cheating scandal to occur <laughs> and then oh, have him oh, have to give God. like a press release. You don't want oh. any of that to happen. That would oh. be kind of Kind of funny, just a little bit. Oh man! All right, uh, that you said that was it, case. I mean, uh, ass, asshole. Sorry. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I believe that that is gonna do it for the entertainment. You are one pathetic loser. Entertainment, whatever. Uh, <laughs> my phone being very mean once again, as it always does. Why is your phone so mean to you? Asshole? I don't know. I. <laughs> Why does it sound like you're recording in an interstate free in a intersection? That might be me, actually. My, uh, <laughs> my window's open, and I live not too. I live like very close to a, a, a freeway, so that could be that could be it. I'm waiting for a semi to come crashing into <laughs> the living room. Oh boy! Oh, end of the bu- <laughs> last show ever. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so um, all right, so moving on. Uh, there was a couple of. Uh, TV trailers that dropped today. One in particular we're going to talk about really quick. Uh, Arrow Season 4. Uh, that hit today. Um, Stephen Amell uh, launched that on his Facebook uh, earlier this afternoon. Sarah, what did you think of the uh, the trailer? 
I thought it was good in the sense that they didn't show anything that they haven't already talked about happening this season. So, because I don't, last season I knew way too much. And so everything, every episode I could pretty much figure out from A, B, and C. Um, but so in that sense, I really like this trailer and um, Elicity. Yes. I'm we, just good. We know you're a big <laughs> Elicity fan. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Casey, did you? Uh, I know you're a big Marvel guy, but uh, do you watch oh. Arrow? What did you? What do you think? Poor, poor Diggle. I know, right? Oh, like, man. what is with that? Number one, that he has helmet. the worst name on the show. <laughs> way too close to Dingle or Diggle or Dongle or whatever. Like, it's 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 very vague, vaguely a penis reference of some kind. Um, and yeah, I don't know who designed that costume or decided it was like a good idea or why he needed it in the first place, but. Let's just make him fucking John Stewart and get over with it. Like, really? Like, can we just please, like, Arrow? Like, come on. It's about time. Well, they keep teasing Green Lantern, but I think they're leaning more towards Hal Jordan. So, we will see. Um, asshole, did you see it? I thought it was shitty. <laughs> oh, that's right. You hate Arrow. <laughs> yes. How could you forget? Why would you ask me a question about Arrow? You know what the answer is going to be. Oh, man. Okay, so we know. What an happened. asshole. <laughs> That's right. I forgot asshole late, uh, hates Arrow. But um, <laughs> I I actually, uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I'm, um, I, I don't know uh, a whole lot other than, like, you know, casting and things like that. Uh, I did get excited to see Constantine on there um, because that is. You know what I was excited for? Sorry to interrupt you. He was smoking a goddamn cigarette like an American. Like a, like a fucking. Like, like, a, like you should in America. Like a and like real man. Yeah, like a man. That's what I meant to say because he's from Britain, so he's not really American, but he's a man, goddammit. <laughs> yes, he was. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I thought it looks pretty cool. Just the little bit that they showed us, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, let's hope they can uh, improve on uh, season three, which was not, not very good, which I thought. Um, all right, so moving on. So we're going to do a lot of talking tonight about uh, – MC the MCU, you know, uh, they domi- they've dominated the theaters for what the last four, three or four years. Is that right? Is that right, Case? Would you say that was the last three or four years? Three or four? Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah, with Phase One, and now we're wrapped up with Phase Two, and we're on to Phase Three. I would um, say since Avengers came out, yeah, they pretty much uh, had control of of the box office. I mean, would until you say- December, that is, <laughs> and it's all it's all that's- fucking means nothing. Yeah, it's it's. Well, it's yeah, I know. Disney, so okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all under the mouse. So they're all gonna be like you know partying like uh, partying like they're billionaires, which they're gonna be. Oh yeah, and I'm curious, uh, Casey, what did you think of them coming out and saying that Avengers two, despite making a billion dollars, was considered a failure? Uh, I understand. Um, I expected that movie to make way more. I mean, I, I I'm sure they expected it to make more than Avengers, and I don't think it did. Um, or it made maybe a little bit too close to Avengers. I also thought, I don't think it did as critically well as they would have liked. Um, I always say this, it's, it's a gr- fine movie. It is, very much, it is very watchable. But it is beat for beat, the first film, <laughs> almost <laughs> to like a T. So, I mean, it's not, it, doesn't, it didn't really throw anything new in the park. I think, uh, I think Whedon was hindered, and we obviously know why now. Um, so... Uh, uh, I, I I understand that. I bet it's more. I bet you. Fi- it's more of a failure in Feige's mind than it is in the studio's mind. Or did mm, that okay. come from Disney? Uh, I I want to say it came from Disney. 
I don't remember the exact uh, source, but I want to say that it was it was Disney that said that. Um, you know, I, I I enjoyed Avengers for what it was. You know, there was some problems I had with it, just like everyone else had issues with it. But um, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. You know, um, but yeah, like you, Casey, I was expecting it to do a lot better, especially you know with the Avengers raising the bar with the MCU. You would think that it would just do nothing but you know propel it even higher. <clears throat> um, now I wanted to talk about uh, some big news that happened this past week, and that is uh, Kevin Feige kind of distancing himself uh, from certain creative committees uh, and and Disney. C- Casey, do you want to expand on what went down with with uh, the new structure of the MCU and how things are going to be handled? Uh, yeah. So basically, what happened? It, what happened is there's this guy. I, I, his name is hard to say, but he's. Uh, He's like the head of uh, Marvel, everything, um, and everything that Kevin Feige had to do, he basically had to go through this guy. And I'm, I'm, I should be knowing his name. I can't. Maybe one of you guys can look it up. But uh, um, he is notoriously cheap. <laughs> like notoriously. Like there's all there's like this story that came out where like um, a journalist was at like a press screening and uh, they they give out like free the, sodas and stuff. You know Permutter. I mean? Permutter. There you go. That's him. Um, they, like this uh, reporter was at this press screening or whatever, and they give out free like sodas and all this stuff at press screenings and all this nice stuff. Um, and he got two sodas, and Pomutter like freaked out and was like, "Why the fuck are we giving two sodas to press people? Like that's how cheap this guy was." So he would hinder Feige totally like in a major way, and 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 that's why they went after like these no-name directors and these these no-name stars because that this guy would like nutball them and say, "If you want to make this movie, you're going to make it on this super super cheap." Um, and then they had this committee of like uh, of a bunch of comic people, including um, Brian Michael Bendis, um, Axel Alonso, uh, and Feige. And then there's I think maybe Poe Mutter was part of that as well. Joe Casada. Joe Casada. Yeah. And Quesada. they would all whenever a movie would come out, they would all review the script and then give notes on it. And uh, and I guess Feige felt a lot of pressure to kind of use these notes, but he didn't feel the notes would ever progress the movie. Like they would. They were like they were just common sense, like oh, of course, like like of common sense, like character notes or character notes that like were maybe over in the better interest of the overarching <coughs> films, but not in that particular single movie. You know what I mean? So, um, so now that he's free of that, he doesn't have to worry about these these people and overseeing these people. He only has to go straight to Disney. The guy that is in charge of Disney loves to fucking spend money. <laughs> <laughs> like he like he lo- like he gets a boner from it like that's how much he loves it um like so so the fact that he now has to report to them is it's actually going to mean i and, and fingers crossed but it should mean like if you thought you got good marvel movies now now we should be getting great marvel movies because these guys have the cash to throw around to get directors like this this puts potential to give Steven Spielberg a Marvel movie, or or I'm not saying Quentin Tarantino would do, Quentin Tarantino would do it, but they have the opportunity to say, here's 25 million dollars, Quentin Tarantino, make uh, uh, Ant Man two or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there are these potentials out there um, for them to spend more money, to have more money, to not have these boundaries on them, to not have to worry about notes, 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 um, following these uh, these higher up people that always have to have a say in something. So uh, it gives them a lot more freedom, and I think, like I think, part of the reason Edgar Wright fell out was not the notes from Feige, but the notes from Pomutter and the restrictions mm-hmm. on budget and this uh, the the brain trust and their notes. And so, um, without all those people involved, we should get 
a higher quality of at least people involved. I'm not saying that we've gotten a low quality of people involved. I'm just saying that they were always hindered by the amount of money they spend. You know, I was I wanted to ask you too about like you know there's uh, there seemed to be a disconnect with certain directors and and how. Uh, they ran their movie just because Marvel had this overall plan, this grand plan of, of how they want their universe to go. And so I'm wondering what you think of, of how some directors and actors have come out way beyond, you know, the movie's release and even on just being on TV. And they've kind of said, you know, like I know John Favreau and Mickey Rourke kind of spoke out after Iron Man 2 and were like, well, they kind of rushed us and we didn't get to give you the movie we wanted to see. And, and even like, you know, uh, Joss Whedon's, left uh do, what do you do you think do you think it's more of they're tired and that they've been working so much with these movies that they needed a break or i mean were they really mad that they weren't able to do certain things with the movies that they wanted to do or is it all relate back to this permutter guy who's gone now i think it's a little of both all of the above um i mean i think john favreau have given having not had the failure quote-unquote of iron man 2 um and the Obviously, that no- that movie was hit with a fucking brick ton of notes. Um, it's kind of always been that uh, that movie's criticism. Um, that was not really an Iron Man two. It was more of like a Shield prequel, or I don't know, <laughs> Avengers prequel, or whatever. So, uh, I think it's kind of all of the above. Um, oh my god, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, I think the fact that, I mean, when you're working on one of these movies that involves uh, what two hundred million dollars and a ginormous cast and immense fan pressure. Like you're not gonna want to do that over and over and over and over again, um, and and Whedon and those guys, those are those those guys make films, you know what I mean? Like on a, on Whedon's downtime, he had to go make a Shakespearean fucking black and white movie between his two Avengers movies just to kind of like center himself. So I'm sure after um, doing Avengers two, or I, I bet you also that takes into effect in their mindset is like Whedon made them a billion dollars. Like, why wouldn't he get to go to Avengers 2 and do whatever the fuck he wanted? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? He, there's stories of him having to, like, make, uh, like, make judgment calls on scenes and, like, do deals on, if you, if you want this scene in the movie, we want this scene in the movie and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think a lot of that stuff uh, weighs on, the, on those guys because in the, in the end of the day, they are artists. You know what I mean? They, want to, they have a vision in mind and they want to produce a... Uh, a movie and a film that is that is distinctly theirs, and I think under the Marvel banner and the Marvel umbrella, that's a really hard thing to do. Now we wrapped up phase uh, phase two. We're on obviously Ant Man starts is has started phase three. Um, actually, I wanted to ask Sarah first. What Sarah? Do you have a favorite film from uh, phase two? Would you have like a a favorite that maybe? I understand uh, the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. So sorry. She fits in um, so well on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's like neck and neck between um, Captain America two and Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's because Captain America two had like some of the best fight choreography I've seen in the MCU. I mean, Daredevil hands down the best, but um, just like movie theater wise, um, I would give it to Cap two. And then Guardians was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun, very entertaining film, and it didn't get muddled down by um, a lot of fight scenes. The and you had Rocket Raccoon, who's <laughs> the best. Yeah, he really so. is. He really is. Um, asshole, do you have a favorite film from the from the Phase Two? Or? Uh, 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 I don't 
know what how to differentiate between phase one, two, three, four, eighty seven. Oh my god. How do you guys have a movie podcast? What is going on here? Hey asshole. Okay. Yes. So you have one. Okay. And then you have two. Right. <laughs> but what comes what's next? In though? between of one and two, you uh, have these decimals. Oh god. Oh god. I'm gonna panic. Uh Spider Man. All right, I'm out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we're done. That's no regrets. It. <laughs> um, no, you saw like Captain America though in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I did see all of those movies. Okay, uh, that's that. That's Phase Two. I just don't get the phases. Like, is there already like a huge overarching story in the comic books that is just yeah, it, being like reenacted like with the movies? No, no. That, uh, that's an, okay. That's another thing I didn't want to make clear to everyone here. Just because a movie shares the same name as a comic book does not mean that those two things are going to share any type of story relevance or consistency whatsoever. So, so the, the Winter Soldier was... I knew that, was, Casey. I knew that. I know, I know you did, sir. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the, the millions of idiots out there. Um, I'm sorry. I just offended half your audience. Hey, hey, no. There's one right here, yo. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm just being an asshole. Now I'm the asshole, Casey. Uh, Damn, asshole. Now I'm even more confused. <laughs> Uh, so, although there was a Winter Soldier comic, the they and they did share similarities. They were completely different stories, completely different beats, completely different scenes, completely different action scenes, um, completely different villains. They weren't even the same people involved. Uh, so, uh, I don't know where I was going with this point. Anyways, you're you're kind of getting into a question that I've I've asked on the show before, and that is like with Civil War coming up. Civil War is a very well known story arc in the comic books, or so I've heard from plenty of people. Uh, and I want to know how they're gonna make the movie new when people already know like what sides superheroes pick. Oh, or that's what easy. The beef that's is easy. about, or even how that's like part. the conflict resolves itself. Is it gonna okay? Be well, the situation it, right? that they're in now, where in the in the MCU uh, that's leading up to Civil War, the, the MCU is a baby compared to the area, the, the place that the, oh my god, 616, which is the comic book universe, was in when it reached the Civil War. Does that make sense? Like, on a universe, on a calendar scale, let's say that the MCU has had one minute of time, where the 616 has had uh, two hours of time um, oh, between wow. Civil War story arcs. So just thinking about that, the stories cannot be any places anywhere together because the MCU just hasn't built, built to the same point that the 616 universe had to where the Civil War made sense. Uh, the, the, the beats that are going to share is what's going to happen is there will be a, a cataclysmic event that will kill innocent people and then there will be a registration act that will be enforced or enacted upon that will limit the uh, abilities of superheroes to remain private. Um, and that's about the extent of the similarities that they will share between the movie and the comic book. Everything else in between will be completely different. Like Baron Zemo is nowhere to be found in the Civil War book from my recollection. Uh, at this point, Spider-Man in the Civil War book was an established hero. And the big crux of Civil War was him revealing his identity, which hadn't happened ever before in the history of Spider-Man. and was the main, a huge character arc for Spider-Man because it was always about him re- keeping his identity. He's one of the few heroes in the Marvel Universe that has an identity. Um, so you can't do that in this MCU movie because he's not an established character yet. It wouldn't make sense. So you, you take out those elements that are c- crucial to the comic book success 
and you have to invent new elements for the movie to uh, to be successful as well. And I think uh, the Feige and the producers do a very good job of that. And, and it's proven in Winter Soldier and in Ant-Man, who shares a similar kind of story to uh, the re- irredeemable Ant-Man story um, of Scott Lang and his origin and stuff. So uh, I, I think it's always in good hands, but I think the name, I think one thing you should take away from the naming of Marvel movies, and it's more about the brand recognition because they can sell the word Civil War than it is about the story that's behind uh, the name. Well said. Did that answer your, your question, Casey? I mean, asshole. D- All right. Uh, yes, it did. Thank you. Now I have 50 more questions, <laughs> but I'll save them for another day. No, let's do it. I got time. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wasn't actually being serious of living up to my nickname. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Pete, to answer your question, uh, I'm sticking by Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, so overall, would we say – You know, I, I thought this was interesting. Someone lined up all Phase 1 and Phase 2 movies together and said which one – which movies do you actually like? And now I, I'll, I'll just start things off. I – it's, I think it's hard to say because you can make a case for um, for both sides. Uh, I it's it's really tough for me, but I, I love like the first Iron Man and, and Captain America movies and Avengers. So to me, I kind of enjoyed maybe Phase One a little bit more. You're but crazy. I did I do You're love fucking insane. Yeah, I, I I mean I as much as I love like a Winter Soldier and Guardians, um, I just felt there was more meat in uh, the Phase One movies than there was in the Phase Two. Uh, Casey, why don't you tell us what you think? Go back and watch Avengers, Pete. That movie is half of it is them fixing a fucking airplane. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, it's, ugh, I don't know, man. No, I think Phase Two is definitely because, and I think it, it it's it's also indicative of Marvel growing as filmmakers because I I do think the Phase One movies are kind of boring, uh, like. <laughs> Uh, Captain America, <laughs> although I love Captain America he's my favorite combo character, I will die for Captain America any day of the week that movie is fucking boring like it, it will put you to sleep like if you, <laughs> you know what it I mean um, yeah so <laughs> I, I think um, I think they were just kind of getting their groove with the phase one stuff like Iron Man was a fluke, like I think that's a lot of things, a lot of things we, don't under, we don't take into granted either is Iron Man was a complete like shot in the dark fluke and the reason that movie was successful was because of robert downey jr and john favio's direction that's the only reason that movie succeeded so um i think everything after that was them like being like oh shit how are we gonna make another iron man so i think uh i think i think they started to get that idea and get their get their groove in phase two with uh with winter soldier i think winter soldier was their kind of like crowning achievement i mean like we're making that we went from making movies to making films like if this if this wasn't starring captain america like this would be like a like high-end like action-packed like thriller that you like you you your grandpa would go see you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um that's what sounded so ageist like grandpas are the ones to go see like <laughs> high intense action thrills so <laughs> i judge you for that statement <laughs> I, you should, you should. um so i mean uh i i really think it no offense, Pete, but I think it's obvious and I, that Phase Two is the the much better movies, and Guardians of the Galaxy is a testament to that, yeah. and it's also a testament to them trusting their filmmakers because I don't think they did that in Phase One. Um, granted, you would not have the Guardians of the Galaxy movie without James Gunn. That, I just don't think that movie would be what it is without without that guy. So um, uh, I think Phase Three is that's what I'm saying earlier. Phase Three is even a more of a chance for them to shine and maybe 
maybe get an Oscar nomination out of something that's other than special effects mm-hmm. because they will be able to afford these high... Like, imagine David Fincher making a fucking Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just... Not, not, saying that, not saying that would happen, but now they have the money and the backing and the ability to do that if they wanted to. That would be pretty nuts. Um, fair points, though. Fair points. Uh, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything that Casey just said. Thank um, you. I, I, I was at, like, there's this thing in life called college, which I was going through during phase one, so I missed it completely, and then I graduated, and we entered phase two, so I was like, oh, I actually get to enjoy and be in on the in-crowd thing that's going on here, so, but what Casey, something that Casey brought up during his ramble, which I, I rant to, so I understand, um, is that during phase one, they trusted, no, they trusted their filmmakers more in phase two than in phase one. And that's interesting that you say that because isn't Joss Whedon the only director to be in both phases? And yet in phase two, they didn't trust him at all, it felt like, because of what happened with Age of Ultron. I, I don't think they didn't trust him. I think that they felt like that they needed to set up certain part of the, parts of their universe. And the Fair only point. way they were going to make that make that happen is if they compromise with him and like i said i think whedon's an artist so he had this vision in mind and when you try to shove in thor and in in a shirtless and a bath into that vision like he's not going to be a very happy guy about it you know what i mean so um i think that was more of it i don't think he was being i don't think he felt he was being hindered creatively uh because if that he wrote that script before avengers Mm one so i don't think he was ever hindered creatively i just felt like i think he was hindered in the fact that like oh Remember, Josh, we have 10 years of movies we have to set up. Right. Um, and it's this the guy franchise called, that right, got and this guy called, of a movie. Yeah. Called Thanos, and your movie is already two hours, two hours long, and we need to have something that connects back to Thanos because otherwise people are going to be either, one, pissed off, or two, our, continu- our continuity, um, our overarching vision of everything being connected is going to be lost because nothing, this film connects to nothing else. Right. Uh, <laughs> asshole. Yes. Do, I, do I need to even ask if you liked phase one or phase two? Hey, asshole, uh, what did you think? <laughs> I enjoyed all of the phases equally. <laughs> asshole answer. <laughs> Classic asshole. Classic asshole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, this is too much fun. This is too funny. All right. So, so, you know, like I said, we're kicking off. We kicked off phase three with Ant-Man. Um Sarah, let me start with you. What are you looking? No, 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 no. no. Ant Man oh. is still phase two. Oh, it is. It is. Phase yeah, Ant Man is phase two. It's not considered. Oh, anything. thank you for. Ant Man actually that. ends phase uh, phase two. Really? Okay. Sorry. Obviously, Pete, idiot. God, come on, Pete. Jeez, I'm about to fire you both from your own podcast. Me and Sarah <laughs> should take over. Welcome to the scene of nerds starring Sarah. How's it going, everybody? We're here talking the DCU tonight. Oh my gosh. Your impression of me is spot on. By the way, <laughs> spot on. Oh boy. So okay. So I'm glad you corrected me because I thought Ant Man was kicking off Phase Three. So what? So then? So then Civil War is what kicks off Phase Three, then, right? Right. Okay. So then. So then let's start there. Um, is Civil War the one you're most looking forward to with Phase Three, or would you say a movie like movies like Doctor Strange or oh, yeah. Captain Marvel or Black Panther are more interesting to you? What What would you say? I'm way more interested in Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange is my man. Like me and that guy. We're like kindred spirits. I feel like we live on the same plane of existence. 
So I'm really all about uh, about the strange. Uh, that did not sound appropriate at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that movie. And for everything I've seen and heard about it, it looks just amazing. And once again, that's something like you hire Scott Derrickson to make that movie for a specific reason because that guy lives in a horrific landscape of a of his, of his mind in a constant uh um constantly so <clears throat> i think that uh it's going to be a really kind of different thing for marvel and they're they're going full-on magic like there's no like oh magic is space science uh there's none of that happening so it's full-on like crazy magic with the flowing cape and the and the mindless ones and, and dormammu and all that good stuff all right, so Sarah, what do you think? What do you what are you looking forward to the most with Phase Three? Trying to be politically correct about this, um, I'm lo- just looking forward to the next phase in general. I'm not looking forward to one movie more than another. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what DC does within the next year more so than Marvel. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just because I mean, I fell asleep during Man of Steel. But for some reason, I just I just want to see. Were you woken up by the snapping of necks? <laughs> no, I actually for some reason I guess I like blacked out <laughs> during that scene or something because I don't really remember it. So I'm like, wait, what? What's everybody making a you fuss about? Tell me you didn't love Hobo Superman. Come on now. <laughs> and this and and I hope you guys enjoyed Sarah on her first two episodes and last episodes of Seen and Nerd. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I said I hope. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Sarah on her first and second last uh, first and last episode of Seen and Nerd. Um, See, that was a horribly executed joke. <laughs> I just seen him. Pete, you're done. No, nope, Pete, she got you. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I had to repeat it. Thank you, so, asshole. It was definitely a bad joke. Damn it. <laughs> oh man. How much you wanna bet the asshole thing sticks? Uh, um. <laughs> if I could just take, I'm gonna just take that sound clip right there of you saying how much you want to bet the asshole sticks. That's gonna be my ringtone until the end of the century. Thank you, Pete. Thank you oh, for that. Goodness. All right. Oh, what has happened to us? Oh, God. We used to be performers. <laughs> I blame myself, really. <laughs> All right. Asshole, so. do you have any thoughts on phase three? I love it. It's the best of the phases. <laughs> Well, set. Well, it's Classic like third. It's like third best. I I feel like it's tied with like one and possibly two. So, I mean, like I, but I mean, other than one and two, it is the best of the phases. So, what about two point five? Uh, I feel like it's right in that in between. It's like in that gray area, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. Uh, All right. So movie. I like move. I like movies. <laughs> All right, so moving on from that, you know, I wanted to talk about the uh, the shows as well because we're getting a couple new ones on Netflix to join Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones and um, Luke, Luke Cage, right? Am I doing this? Is that right, Case? Yeah, Luke okay. Cage. I want to make sure I'm doing this right. You're that hero that's been around since the 70s. Yeah. You know, that guy. Yeah, that guy. It's because he's black, isn't it, Pete? <laughs> hey, Pete, actually, I want to go back and change my answer. I am looking forward to the Netflix shows. Because especially Jessica Jones, the more I learn about what happened in the comics, the more I'm really interested to see how they're going to do that um, within the span of 13 episodes. Spoiler alert, her and Luke Cage have a baby, everybody. Uh, Yeah. And it's cute as fuck. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The TV shows are are fantastic. My issue with the TV shows is I... I mean, I, I love Daredevil. Don't get me wrong. I love it to death. I think it's a great show. 
there one issue. I have two issues with it. <laughs> you ready? Are you guys ready? How much time we got? Uh, <laughs> I have two issues with it. Number one is it's going towards Shadowland. And the problem with that is Shadowland is by far the worst comic book Daredevil has ever been a part of. Um, and that really scares me. Now, can they fix it? Absolutely. Uh, but maybe not the best direction to take your Netflix uh, fledgling street heroes TV shows to a widely hated comic book series kind of storyline. Um, like Daredevil. Wait, what? Because no one liked no one liked the two thousand movie. Never mind. You know what? Never Shut mind. up, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right, I'm with you. Uh, wait, what was I saying? God damn. You're talking about the them improving on a bad comic book. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, I I really hope that they kind of do kind of fix that storyline and make it wider. But the the costume that he has in the new in season two is right out of fucking, sh- like, Shadowland. Like, that is a Shadowland costume. So I, that's where de- I, the Defender's story or w- will be the Shadowland story arc of uh, the comic book. And you can see that kind of building in the first season of Daredevil with the hand and them buying a plot of land and that little <clears throat> kid, whatever his name was, and Stick and the guy who plays Stick um, or who, ta- who the other guy who Stick was talking to in that weird room when they are all shirtless together. Uh, so, yeah, and I... And I'm with uh, Sarah. Jessica Jones, I think, is really going to surprise a lot of people. Um, it's a really fantastic story. She's an awesome character. She's a great female character. I think a lot of girls, and I hope I hope it's not too dark because I think that a lot of, like, before Wonder Woman comes out, I think Jessica Jones can be that, that, that striving female force that girls be like, yes, I want to be Jessica Jones for Halloween or I want to cosplay as Jessica Jones at the, my next con or, or whatever. Um, I think she can be that that standout character because she is fun and she's vibrant, but she's also powerful and and uh, and smart and and sexy. And she's married to to Luke Cage and uh, or gets married to Luke Cage. Spoiler alert, everybody! Uh, and you have so, Hellcat in it too, right? Hellcat. Yeah, right? Is she gonna be a series? Yeah, I think she is. Uh, right, she's playing the best friend instead of yeah, Marvel. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. Because yeah. that would not happen. Well, that would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Um, also, the Purple Man uh, is a really cool kind of villain. I thought they were gonna, he was going to show up in the first season of Shield, but uh, he did not. So it's really cool that David Tennant is getting. To, it's David Tennant, right? One yeah. of the Doctor Who's. Yeah. I just know he He's going to be a villain and, and play this kind of cool, like like business type <laughs> villain who's purple. <laughs> nice. Um, now I want to ask you, Casey. Now the the really cool thing I noticed about Daredevil when it came out last year was how dark it was, and it wasn't just dark. Because it wanted to be dark, it, it, everything flowed really well. Um, now this was certainly different than what we see with the Marvel films, where everything's much more bright, everything's much more comic booky and more family friendly. Um, do you think Daredevil could cross over to the Marvel films without having to having to uh, give up a lot of what's made it so good on a Netflix series? Oh, absolutely. Because I mean. He- Hell's Kitchen is not going to cross over with him. He's just going to go to where the Avengers are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just going to be another suited person fighting in a circle um, like they tend to do. So uh, I don't think it's going to be any kind of too drastic departure. Um, now, like, I think if the Avengers showed up in Daredevil, now that would, look we- that would be weird. And they <laughs> would look weird because I just don't think they fit in that. And even like with Iron Fist and Luke Cage, like, I don't feel like they fit 
in the Daredevil world that's been created because they are kind of lighthearted fun, uh, or they can be at least lighthearted fun characters at times. So I think uh, they kind of painted themselves into a corner. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they paint themselves out of that corner if they decide to do giant like mega crossovers. But I think the crossover is going to happen like in Infinity War. Like somehow Daredevil is going to be brought into that mix somehow. I don't think it's going to really like take away from uh, the show or any- anything like that. No, let's get hey. to... Oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just going to say, Casey, that just this just came in on the Twitterverse that in Phase 3, they're going to change the geometric shape that they're fighting in from a circle to a square. Oh, see? Now I'm man boner all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, no! This now you know talking about these crossovers, it it it, it really is going to be interesting when Infinity Wars happen because all these things all come together somehow in some way. Um, if you guys had your choice of one team or person that could cross over from any of the movies into uh, the Infinity War, uh, you know this could be anything: Agents of Shield, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, <clears throat> uh, all the Netflix shows. Uh, if if you could only pick one person or team, and Sarah, Sarah, I'll start with you. Who would you who would you pick to cross over into that huge Infinity War? I guess Sky, Quake. I guess that right now. I don't want to bring in the Netflix shows into the MCU. That's probably not the popular opinion. But I like keeping them separate because I feel like they're made for me. <laughs> rather than what the movies for the movies are made for like general audiences who aren't all dark and twisty on the inside so yeah well, what do you think asshole <laughs> uh i want that i want that swimmy guy from hellboy yeah yeah he'd be cool all right i'm out later <laughs> not even the same comic book publisher oh my god <laughs> movie studio oh man place. Can't take you anywhere, asshole. Um, all right, Casey. Um, what do you uh, What do you think? Uh, I want to make one point with with Sky. Sorry, I, I was thinking about this when Sarah was talking about Sky. I, I if they were smart, they would save Sky for Inhumans, um, only because that story is literally Game of Thrones in space, and it would be a great way to bridge those two universes. I think if you brought her into the fold too quickly. Like, it'd be like, why is this weird Inhumans girl here? What are the Inhumans? Like, you'd have to have this whole other story arc explaining the Inhumans to, Invenger- to the Avengers without, without it being up to the Inhumans. Because I think when... You guys thought Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking weird? <laughs> Wait till you see the Inhumans. Like, the main character is not even allowed to talk. Like, I don't, how are you going to base the whole movie around that? I don't, I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> I so, am mute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... Uh, literally, he cannot... If he speaks, he will destroy the entire world. So, I mean, that's oh. how powerful oh. this guy is. All yeah, right. and, and, and he's not ever... He never speaks. So, the last scene in the movie... It's not even written yet, but I can tell you right now, the last scene in the movie is going to be him whispering something and destroying, like, a building or something crazy. So, um, when you have characters like that that are so... Like, uh, one girl, Medusa, like, controls her hair, and that's, like, her power. <laughs> it's, like, it gets very wow. weird. Yeah, so... Um, so back to your original question, uh, I would—I mean, I would love to see Guardians of the Galaxy crossover into Infinity War, um, mainly because I 100% guarantee that's going to happen. So I like being right as well, because uh, they are—I mean, without they are Thanos's main like, uh, what's that word? Uh, 
opposing force, you know? So, um, yeah. So like without, without, there would be no Thanos storyline without the guardians involved somehow. Mm. I mean, Drax in the, in the movie Drax was, his vengeance was upon Ronan, but in the comic book, he was literally created like built from uh, Frankenstein esque means to kill Thanos. Mm. That's his whole like duty in living. Um, so I, I really want to kind of see that confrontation and, and those characters kind of duke it out. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I'd actually, I'd want, definitely want to see guardians crossover somehow. Cause, um, I just think that would be cool to see them in Avengers, uh, kind of having a conversation would be hilarious, especially a conversation between, uh, raccoon and Tony Stark. I think that would be, uh, just money. I would <laughs> bet my four year old daughter on it. Wow, that's, that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Kind of hoping I lose. Any <laughs> takers. <laughs> Father of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Father of the year. Um, all right. So uh, did anybody get a chance to see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. promo that just dropped today? I'd mentioned it earlier. Uh, asshole, did you see it? You don't want me to talk about this, Pete. Okay. We both know that you don't want me to talk. <laughs> all right, Casey. No. Actually, I, I did not. Wait. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't? Nobody saw it? No. No. Sarah probably saw it. Oh, yes. No. Can you play I didn't it now? see it either. I, I was at work all day. <laughs> all right. Um, Describe I, it, Pete. Oh god! It was just like <laughs> clips of just what's going to happen this season, and and more detail. Te- the team is going to face their most difficult task yet. And more detail. That's that's pretty much it. Like and they, they just showed a picture with words. They just showed a lot of shots of the team, and then they showed Sky telling some guy that they're here to help them, and. Yeah, it was just. What was she, what, hey, what was she wearing? <laughs> and what was what were the guys that she was talking to wearing? More importantly, <laughs> what were they wearing? She was completely nude. Okay. Yes. <laughs> more importantly, how was her haircut? Was it long or was it was it short? short? It was short. Oh, okay. It was yeah. Short. Rocking the full quake, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're going full quake. Full she just needs quake. the gauntlets, and we'll be all good to go. Now I wanted to end the MCU talk with uh, the women of Marvel. You know, it's one thing that. Marvel's kind of taken um, some shots at, and that's because you know you you have characters like Black Widow who's been in the movie, but they're not. She's not featured. You know, even even I noticed this. There was a toy released uh, of the scene where Black Widow is is helping Cap fight Ultron, and she catches a shield. And in the on the toy box, it actually shows Cap on Black on the bike. Almost like he was in that scene, and and I, I want to know, Casey, what do you think of how they've handled the women in in the movie in the, in the MCU here? Well, Pete, this goes back to our conversation earlier. What was that guy's name? Uh, pin, 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 testicle. Oh, pin, 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 yeah, pin testicle. We'll just call him pin testicle. Is that what? That, no, <laughs> so that is his, that is his that is his out of his mouth. He has a decree saying like this is straight. I mean, it's not a quote. I'm not going to say it's a quote, but. He has a reputation for not wanting to promote girl toys, not thinking girl toys sell. So he, it was his decision to, to gear the marketing strictly to boys and to eliminate any girl toys and any girl-focused marketing. Ah, okay. Because uh, I always thought that was disappointing. Like, I have two daughters, and I would want them to, like, see, like, stuff like, you know, they can get, like, you know, it's, it's just all female empowerment stuff like in superhero form and i think that's really cool so yeah it sucks and and like i said that guy is a total dick like i like i don't know and there's and especially when there's an outcry for it like i could see if like they didn't sell or he could like prove that there was numbers no he just he's just an old dude with an old mentality and 
he thinks girls' toys are lame, and so they didn't make them because he's the boss, and that's dumb. Uh, so hopefully that'll change. Or actually, that won't change because he's still in charge of all that stuff. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Well, so that and it's still being produced in Hollywood. So yeah. So uh, so unfortunately, that that probably won't change. Maybe word of mouth and and outcry will hopefully gear that stuff towards us getting some girl toys and girl features. I do want to say something though. There's a the promo images came out last week, right? With Spider with uh with the Civil War people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this big, there's this big <clears throat> blog like where's Spider-Man and where's Scarlet Witch. Well, the reason they're missing from those shots is not because they die in the movie or they are aren't in the movie as much as we think they are or whatever. The reason they're missing is because Marvel does not own the rights to promote those characters on toys and merchandise. So those images we saw are strictly for merchandising and toys mm-hmm. and like you know like cups at Burger King and all that shit. So Marvel can't use Spider-Man and Scarlet Witch to sell products like that. So that's why they're missing from those shots. It's no indication of the direction of the story or, or that anyone's dying or, or whatnot. Okay. All right. It also good. indicates why certain people like Sharon Carter is not saying that I'm not saying she doesn't have a huge role in the film or that she's not relevant or anyway, but she's maybe in that shot or on Captain America's side because they had to fill in a space. And same thing with Black Black Panther. Like mm. he he's from day one, they said he's neutral. He's neutral. Yeah. Um, the the shots we've seen him are we've seen him working with Captain America and and uh, and Winter Soldier and the whatever on set photos. And so I think he's still neutral. And I think he's just in that photo because they had to fill a spot. You know what I mean? They had to make it so it was like symmetrical. Um. So okay. Uh, just a peace of mind when you're looking at the just don't be so quick to speculate dumb shit people i mean come on <laughs> i know we have to make up news every day because it, re- it relevance or, or makes our job relevant but let's uh let's not be so, let's do a little research before we i'm sorry that yeah. was totally me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. calling you out sir uh, right yeah, here on the scene and nerd podcast <laughs> <laughs> now i'm the asshole damn it <laughs> oh all right um Casey, I want you to. Uh, I'm talking to real. I'm talking. I'm okay. Real say asshole. Oh yeah, real. I'm not rela. I'm not a. No, I'll just keep, I'll just keep saying. Uh, I'll just keep saying asshole. So, um, I, I want to ask Casey a quick question here. So, all right. So, Casey, now now that we finished the uh, the Marvel stuff, um, did you want to stay on for the TV talk? You don't have to because you've never seen Mr. Robot. It's totally up to you. Um. How do you want to handle this? Oh, I can stay. I can, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't have to put pants on for this segment, right? Uh, you can go pants free if you'd like. Oh, cool. All right. Well, then nothing's <laughs> changing, so we're good to go. <laughs> good to know. All right, uh, Case. We're gonna or asshole. We're gonna start going back. Uh, and are you good? Are you quiet? Where are you? Are you saying that this part is not being recorded? Yeah, that part. That part. I want you to edit out. All right. Why did you call me asshole if this part is not being recorded? <laughs> Really, Pete? Why? Why? <laughs> that I'm still differentiating between two cases. Uh, that's how I do it. Remember, he's an asshole. Oh he my doesn't. god! Dude. <laughs> this is the best episode we've ever done. Oh my god! All right, uh, I'm not gonna edit this. I'm not gonna edit that. Fuck it. Let's just keep going. 
right into right into Mr. Robot. Oh, Here we boy. go. All right. Okay. All right. So so now that we're hey, done with the, no. can you guys start from episode one because <laughs> I really need to know what's going on with this show and why it's called Mr. Robot because that's really what throws me off. We'll give you, uh, we'll give you a quick rundown of it. Well, uh, Sarah Sarah is essentially an expert on the show and I really like what she has to say about it. So Sarah, yeah. So you want to yeah. summarize this show for uh, for real Casey over here? Um. Fight Club meets Matrix, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. That's actually, <laughs> I would reference okay. those, too. I mean, yeah, it's, okay. it's a really small story because it's essentially about Elliot, who's a computer hacker who wants to take down the world's largest conglomerate, which is E-Corp, and he calls them Evil Corp. And it's just about how he forms this society called F-Society, and they set out on this mission, and that's basically the premise of the story. Wait, so there's no actual robots involved. <laughs> debatable. Uh, yeah. Oh, in a okay. sense, that is debatable, in a sense. Tyrell is yes. like a human android weird thing, but no, he's human, I think. I don't know. But, yeah. So still up in the air whether there's actually a Mr. Robot in, well, the, in the one show. Well, no. one of the characters <laughs> is called Mr. Robot. Like, oh, it's like his screen name? Had, yeah, because he owned, he was, uh-oh. This is going very fantastic it's for very It's actually The show is actually just the life and times of data from Star Trek. So. Shut up, asshole. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Are you sure you want me on for the segment? Because I may have just ruined it. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, all right, but we will jump into the season finale talk. Um, you know, it was crazy. It was, it was everything I think we kind of hoped for. Um, in terms of just how nutty the entire episode was, and even how it ended, and jumping on those uh, comic book movies and having their own post-credit scene, so um, which I thought was pretty cool. <clears throat> um, Sarah, you did a whole recap on on the uh, on the show, uh, and if you hadn't read it, read it, go to scenenerd.com. Uh, you can go check it out. Um, now she runs through er- Elliot's arc. She kind of gives you a good idea of of how everything's gone for him, but. She purposely didn't cover certain other certain things, so we could really talk about it here. We could, we left a lot of meat on the bone. Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's uh, now let's get into this here. Um, now, what did you think of uh, Tyrell's? I want to get into this Tyrell's wife and how when Elliot goes and meets her for the first time, um, that was a bit of a crazy, mind blowing scene. And uh, there, it, it just get into that, Sarah. Okay. I never thought that I wanted to see those two characters interact on screen until it happened. And it blew my mind because it was so intense. And in contrast to a lot of other um, scenes throughout this series, it was in broad daylight, which I thought was an interesting choice. And it was still very creepy, especially she like goes and picks up the kid and starts holding the kid in front of Elliot. And Elliot's just like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then you bring in the whole theory that's out there now that what if Tyrell is another personality of Elliot? Um, I know you've heard that theory, Pete. Yeah. I don't know if Asshole has heard that yet. <laughs> no, I hadn't. I hadn't considered that another personality of of his was at the door. Uh, I'm excited to see who is though. Uh, well, I thought no, it might no, be Tyrell. no. That, that Tyrell is, is a is a yeah is another personality of Elliot. Oh. Right? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he that, is. That see, okay, I'm. I'm gonna say no on that, but okay. for a similar reason that I thought Mr. Robot was his own person, uh, or was not a figment of of Elliot's imagination. Uh, 
it's gotten to the point where the stories are so different that they couldn't like that that one person would have drawn too much attention to himself. Elliot would have drawn too much attention to himself being yeah. at the high scale parties, uh potentially murdering the CEO's wife, and then also working at the call center or not the call center, uh at Allsafe at the same time. I don't see how that would be how that would be possible. Well my yeah, when I saw that theory, my first thought was, well, I, I didn't think it was it was um I, I said no to it to begin with, mainly because if you remember back to the first episode, when Elliot and Tyrell meet at Elliot's cubicle, they're out in front of a lot of people and their coworker, uh, you know, Elliot's coworkers, and everyone's talking and, and doing their work. I, th- I just think it would have been really odd. You know, everyone finds Elliot odd to begin with, but it would have been really odd if he was sitting there talking to himself at his desk. Um, to me, that just that that alone kind of said, yeah, that. I don't think they're the same. Although, <laughs> although that conversation that Elliot had with Terrell's wife was very strange, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. That was incredibly strange. Oh, oh shit. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> what? Don't <laughs> do quote, it, Case. Don't to do quote, it. To quote the show, that's, that's itching the part of my mind, the, the conspiracy part. That's well, not an actual well, quote from the show. Well, maybe the wife, Kinda. Met, maybe the wife met Elliot when he was Mr. Robot. Well, at some yeah. point, maybe, maybe, yeah. Does that Dude, make sense? What? <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe Tyrell's wife met Elliot when he was in his Mr. Robot personality. Right. Mm, so that's maybe. why. That's why that you know he, she. That's why that conversation was so awkward. Right. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. That, okay. That, okay. I would. Okay. I would. You know. <laughs> so. Casey, what else? Um, what did you think of? Uh, oh, sorry, that's not my name. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, asshole. Um, yeah, what no, 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 you- please call, <laughs> call me Mister Asshole. <laughs> Mister Asshole. Um, so, what did you think of uh, F Society? Like, you know, the group they're celebrating, everybody's having a good time, but they're still kind of mad that. Well, everyone except Darlene is mad that uh, their fearless leader has has disappeared on them. Um, do you think they're still loyal to him? Do you think they're kind of getting at, you know, their wits end about him and they kind of want to let it go or what what do you think of all that and that whole scene that that played out i mean i i I do think that they'll probably be i did like the scene first of all let me say i did like the scene at the end where they like released all the dogs and things and then they're hanging out at the party kind of shows that they're their own group they're still rallied together even though their leader is a little bit of a nut job uh and then getting into that point at this point they have to know that their leader is is uh if I, he's he's clinical. He's he's a, a clinically mentally. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know the PC term for it. He's fu- he's fucked in the head very obviously. So I don't know why they don't cut him more slack. He's orca- like he's orchestrated this whole thing, and he he goes off on these like on these like uh, I don't know benders by not benders. Oh, fuck my my mind is all kinds of fucked up right now. Uh... Kind of like the show we're talking about. Anyway, uh, so he like goes off on his own and things, and then they're like, "Oh, where does he go?" It's like I, I I don't know. I, you know what, Sarah? Why don't you help me out here? Well, (laughs) I, I wasn't. I mean, they've sort of been against. They've heard sort of had that tug of war relationship with Elliot throughout this entire season. So I felt like that scene was more thinking about well, now that we've done the mission, and now that we've taken down F Society and erased everybody's debt, what do we do next? I mean, mm. like, once you accomplish that, like, 
you saved quote unquote the world. So what you go to the moon and try to save the moon, but I don't know. So I think that's what they were getting at. I do think it's awesome that the show. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll save that for another. I'll, I'll save that for another topic. Never mind. Sorry, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't know. You want me to continue? Yeah, I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, I do think it's interesting that this show, uh, in its finale, kind of actually like it. Like actually, you you see the hero's like ultimate goal. I don't think a lot of other shows like. Like normally, there's some form of like compromise, or like they he gets stumbled up along the way, or like maybe the where they end up isn't necessarily where they wanted to end up because there's been hardships. But this show ended exactly where it set out right. to end. It if not, it worked. Like if not, it 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 even ended up better. Like it, mm-hmm. it his plan worked even more flawlessly than he could have imagined. It's called We're on USA and we have no idea if we're going to get a season two. So <laughs> no, they were it. renewed before the season even started. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. But I think that that's why they used, how they used Angela throughout the season. She was the character who was constantly wanting to get her own justice and having to sacrifice her morals. While Elliot is just like determined to save the world and then he gets sidetracked with the whole Vera, Shayla thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I think beneath Elliot wanting to save the world, he just doesn't want to be alone, which I thought was really ironic considering that scene where he's surrounded by everyone in the F Society mask. And then you have Mr. Robot there and they get in and he does that great monologue about how translucent reality is in the 21st century. And then Elliot just shuts off his mind and is like, I just want to be alone. And so that's and then if you compare that scene back to that pilot in the pilot when he breaks down crying because he's so alone and all he and like that the loneliness he feels is so overwhelming it's mm. really interesting how that all played out and he's right back and like what asshole just said he's right back <laughs> where he started oh man i did like that i did like that monologue though that was one of my like all-time favorite monologues in a tv show i did will say that know- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, did you notice how they they used like a different editing style during that scene? It was cl- they, it was closely cut, right? Exactly. And yeah. they would he would say a line and you would and you would stop hearing that line and there would be a pause and you'd still be um, frozen on his image while you hear him start another line. And then they would cut to where he's saying that. So it felt like he was multiple people, multiple personalities all yeah. over the place. It was really well done. It was, yeah, yeah, it was so smart. I, <laughs> I watch I a show at Game of Thrones, and I'm like, oh, boobies and blood. This is a good show. <laughs> yeah, I watch Game of Thrones, and I'm like, Julius Caesar. Shakespeare. Oh, nobody else thought that. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. You should you should hear me when I watch porn. I'm like, man, the physics is great in this. Oh man, I don't I... get the pizza man's motivation here. It's okay. Classic. Uh, I, I never watched porn long enough to analyze it. <laughs> Thirty seconds just isn't in, in long enough time. <laughs> oh, oh boy. All right. Oh. Man, all right, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so, Mr. Robot. Uh, <laughs> oh, is... no, so 
I wanted to ask you guys. Um, well, first, I, I I thought it was really cool that they had the throwback to V for Vendetta, and the scene where um, uh, he he they play the video um, of what I what I assume was Elliot in the behind the mask, who was pretty much that was him the whole time, uh, telling everyone that they were able to hack uh, Evil Corp and and you know wash everyone of all their their debt. Um, I thought that was really really cool how they did that. And it made me think, oh, this is what would happen if uh, v, if it, if v didn't die in V for Vendetta. It would have been a happy ending for everybody. Um, but the, uh, the the weird character I thought in this one re- was... was I'd be it? pissed if someone wiped all my debts. I have really good credit right now. <laughs> I'm super upset. Yeah, I guess they don't talk, they don't talk about that. <laughs> they don't talk about that in the show. What happens to the people with really good credit? <laughs> yeah, what, like, what, I can't go get a car now? I can't get buy a house? Fucking assholes, hackers, fucking ruin the credit line. Um, was, uh, what's his name? Pierce, the head of, of, uh, Evil Corp. Is that right, Sarah? Philip Price. Philip Price. Thank you. Um, he was a very interesting character. He was very, very, uh, he was kind of creepy. Even when he was talking to Angela, just, just really just kind of got this weird vibe from the dude. Um, Sarah, what did you think of, of how he talked to her and how he just kind of had this air of calmness of, even though, Shit was just hitting the fan all over the place. Genius, especially since after that conversation, he goes to the podium and the angle that they shoot that um, frame in, you have the E-Corp symbol and it is very reminiscent of the Nazi symbol. And so you're just waiting uh, for him yeah. to like raise his hand and hail Hitler, hail Philip Price. And it's very creepy without like a lot of bloodshed or a lot of war going on, you still get this um, need to go and take a shower after watching a scene like that. This scene I thought was really interesting with Angela was when she was in the shoe shop yeah, and buying those shoes and that guy just makes her feel like she's lost all of her moral integrity for working for E-Corp. And then she just is like, well... You're the one putting on my shoes, so go get me the Pradas. And I'm just like, <laughs> Angela, you're awesome. But she does the same thing that Philip does because then she goes and talks to Phil and they have that conversation and she likes him for a moment. And then the more he talks, the more she becomes disgusted by him. And then she has the best, like, oh my God, you're a horrible person reaction face on screen. Like, she's just like, oh my God. But yeah. Asshole, you talk. I'm rambling. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to mute my microphone because it is Friday. And Casey and Sarah, you don't know this, uh, but my neighbor does her dishes all day, every day, or every Friday. So that Asshole, sound you heard. I listened to the podcast before I came on. Okay, good. Uh, so then you're up to speed. Um, yeah, I, I, Sarah, I agree with everything you're saying. I do think that the last scenes of the of the Evil Corp head guy was very reminiscent of like Hold on, some... back up, back up, back up something here. I gotta, I gotta okay. figure this out because my brain is going crazy. <laughs> sure. It, e, it's called E-Corp, but they call it Evil Corp, right? All right. right. So in the first episode, he... they Because I ex- keep thinking like, who's going to invest in a company called Evil Corp? It's going to be a really bad <laughs> business plan. That is, it, it's funny. <laughs> it is good that you say that. <laughs> it's good that you Asshole, say that. go ahead. <laughs> uh, so... 
it's funny. I've never seen a show do this before, but he, the main character refers to it as Evil Corp. That's his thing that he made up. But he says in the first episode through a very extensive like mental training thing, he's, mm-hmm. that's all he hears now. So whenever anyone in the show says E-Corp, he hears it as Evil Corp. And since the audience is in the show a figment of the main character's imagination, he refers to the audience uh, as if he's standing right next to you. Uh, you only hear people say Evil Corp. Even people who work for Evil Corp are like, <laughs> are like, hey, did you get the Evil Corp memo today? Like, oh, lots of <laughs> evil things happening. <laughs> it's very strange. It's great. Just, shit's it's shit's hard, like it's great. I, could, I, I would always have this imagination of like the head of Evil Corp going to like the, the patent office or like incorporating himself <laughs> and being like, yes, I would like to sign up Evil Corp as my corporation name and the patent guy and being like, mm, you sure you don't want to go back up and re, uh, <laughs> reassess. reassess that name, <laughs> maybe? Evil Corp, a little forward. You might want to go with something more, more subtle <laughs> yeah, like Viacom. Like, like, <laughs> <angels, laughs> like Heavenly Corp or, or Angels Are Us. Maybe something. Uh, no, but it, it, it does add a good. Uh, it does add a good uh, part of the. Uh, uh, just it just adds something different to the show that you don't really see. I mean, maybe it happens in one episode or two episodes, but it never happens throughout the whole course of a of a whole season, which I thought was really really good. It's not um, like this isn't a TV show, but an experience. I think is what you guys are trying to get across. Oh yeah. Kind of. I was it is a TV show. But what I was gonna say is one of the great divides between literature and um, TV and film medium is the first person narrative. And this show fully embraces that narrative in a way that we haven't seen, especially in a TV show. And that's why I started watching it at least. Wait, wait, literature? I'm not I'm not familiar <laughs> with this word. <laughs> Asshole will explain it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, these are books without pictures, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't own one of those. That's funny because I would think that that case, or I mean, asshole wouldn't know uh, pictures with uh, books without pictures. I, uh, I'm sorry, coming from the comic book guy <laughs> over here. What do you think a comic book is, Pete? <laughs> I just had to throw it. Dang. <laughs> Drop the mic, right, Sarah? Wait, um, is comic books considered anyway. literature? Because if that's the case, I'm a road fucking scholar. <laughs> that you are, well, my man. Some that's people true. call them graphic novels. So. That's true. Yeah, that's those are pretentious people. They're just big <laughs> comic books. <laughs> but, okay, so getting back to getting back to Mr. Robot finale. All right, so, um, you know, we had uh, the big question mark was, where in the world is Tyrell? Um, and, and I thought you were going to say Carmen Sandiego and blow my mind. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Matt Lauer. That would even further blow. I bet Tyrell is with Carmen Sandiego. That would that would not. That would, that would make most that would, sense. Yes, that would totally make sense. I am um, in now. I am in the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I mean, where is he? I mean, obviously, it's they did a brilliant job of teasing us throughout the whole episode, um, and then you know who knows who Elliot opens the door to at the very end. Uh, it could be Tyrell for all we know. It could be somebody else. It could be a new. Uh, it could be Gideon. Who knows? It could be Gideon. It could be another. Uh, maybe some sort of um, another. Uh, could be Michael Hansen, the guy from the beginning. <laughs> it could be Chris Hansen. <laughs> no, what? Have a seat. Would you like to have a seat over there? <laughs> now let's talk about these pictures. <laughs> 
Oh, but get back to Gideon. Who the hell names her kid Gideon? Like that. Oh man. Like you. Okay, so I've had a kid. I know, not by choice. Um, but you have to like sign the write their name on like a piece of paper. I just don't imagine anyone being like Gideon. Period. Done. Good idea. Well, now I know what I'm gonna name my child. Thank <laughs> you. Nice. Oh, this is great. Oh. I your one Gideon listener. <laughs> Gideon's a better Gideon this better, podcast ever again. Gideon's a better name than Casey, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Got <Fucking him>. <laughs> This is true. Oh, but okay, so actually that that let's get let's get back to Tyrell in a second, but sure, uh, Gideon. So what um Sarah, what do you think's going on with Gideon now that, you know, he's he he might have to give up all safe now and and you know, his his life is starting to go down the drain. That's why I think that there's a good chance that it is getting at the door because he's the one throughout the entire season who's been able picking up on Elliot and everything that he's been doing. Like, especially the last few episodes, he's been the one who's um, started to really question Elliot's connection to everything that happened at All Safe. So that's why I, especially because they have that conversation with his. Um, his um, girl with the money. I'm gonna say it like that. That's probably politically incorrect, but I'm gonna CFO. Say girl with the money. CFO. CFO. Sure. Yeah. Her. <laughs> he has that conversation. They're called pimps, Sarah. Pimps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Uh oh. Yes. Do we lose Sarah? Eight percent chance. Sarah, start over. Hold on. Sarah, Sarah, start, start over. That so joke was please. so good it broke Hold her on. internet. <laughs> okay. We, we, need, we need you to start over, Sarah. We lost you there. I'll, I'll you grab did? a time stamp. Yeah. You did? Yeah. You did Alaskan thing. That's all right. Just say what you were going to say. I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> it was Apparently something I'm about- the only one that enjoyed the California medicine before this podcast. <laughs> well, no. Anyways. Sarah, can you see Russia from your porch? <laughs> I've always wanted to ask someone from Alaska then. Whoa, you're in Alaska? Damn, son. Yeah, I'm in Juneau. Oh, I have another I have another question since we're already off the rails about Alaska. Uh, <laughs> do you, how do you feel about eagles? Eagles? I I'm indifferent to eagles. Why does her living in Alaska have anything to do with her feeling about eagles? I thought there was a lot of eagles in Alaska. I don't know, right? She just yeah. she just swatted them as she walked out of her house. These goddamn eagles are like fucking mosquitoes around here. Literally, <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard is that they're everywhere and they they're disgusting and that they eat garbage and they like. Are you gonna let me answer the question? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're just as bad as Pete. Jeez. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Actually, um, I grew up in Fairbanks, um, North Pole, technically. And so, and there was not a lot of eagles up there. And then when I moved down here three years ago, that's when I first no- noticed saw eagles around here and bears. This is bear country. So, How many people do you know are straight up running from the law? Because I feel like anyone that moves to Alaska is like, I have to escape my past in some way, shape, or form. So, there's Casey, there's Apple, <laughs> <laughs> All my neighbors, and my school teacher, and my... Oh, okay, alright, back on the rails. Mr. Robot, season finale. Um, hey. Alright, so... Yo, yo, 
Is it she, just me or is Terrell's Alaska? All right. <laughs> is it just me or is Terrell's wife like scary hot? I think she is the most attractive actress I have ever seen in my entire life, and it wait. was disconcerting. Wait, wait. You like mean she's so hot? Like you? Like your penis is like? Nope. I just can't even bone her for that. I just can't do it. It's just not. <laughs> I won't be able to live up to it. I won't be able to achieve. Right, satisfaction with this woman in any anyway. I, I would disappoint her in ways she could not even imagine. <laughs> and this is funny because you like you're totally in love with the Flash's mom. All right. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, session. yes. First of all, yes. Second of all, these people don't know about our in jokes yet. <laughs> gotta you, you gotta ease into shit like that. <laughs> you don't talk about your fetishes on a first date. What are you doing, Pete? <laughs> I thought everyone. I thought everyone knew. I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> Considering she's only alive for for about ten seconds total in the entire length of the Flash series, I'm hoping you're into her when she is presently alive. This is some kind of weird, like third person necrophilia. Oh my god, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want to keep talking? You want to keep talking about Mr. Robot now? Sarah, Sarah, email some right Sarah, now. What the fuck did you let what? Casey Walsh come on this goddamn podcast? Do you not vet Sarah. these people before they come on? <laughs> Sarah, say something smart. Save us. Talk about Tyrell. What? Talk about Tyrell. What? Say something okay, insightful. You... What? <laughs> Are you guys being serious right now? Yes. I mean, yes, I'm yes. fully Please. entertained with whatever Please. just happened. <laughs> So I was just, you know, okay. yeah. All right, so God, say something, Mr. Robot related, <laughs> please. I'm begging. So, <laughs> okay, so and we all know that the final credit scene, there, the end credit scene, that was White Rose who yes. was talking to Philip Price. Okay, as long as that was made clear, um, was that, which I thought was, a, yeah, yeah go. Was so. that supposed to be confusing? Because it was like as soon as I saw the back. Of his, of his, is it his head, her head? I'm sorry, I am the worst when it comes to political correctness. I'll refer to him as he in that scene. Uh, as soon as I saw the back of his head, I knew it was him. Like they didn't even need to show me his face. Was that oh, anyone else? Or was that me? Smarter than me. All right. Well, <laughs> well, maybe not that fast. But it's like as soon as he went to like go get a drink, I was like, oh, that's the, that's the one, that's the the hacker guy, hacker lady. So, asshole, who do you think is knocking at the door? Um, I, I'm inclined to believe it's a new character. Uh, I, I think it'll be someone... I forget who mentioned Gideon. Someone on the podcast has mentioned Gideon. I really like Me? that. I think it, is, it could very easily be Gideon as like a... As like a, Elliot, tell me... Like, I am a broken man. Tell me what the fuck is going on because I right. know you had something to do with it kind of thing. On the other hand... I also see it as an opportunity to introduce a new character, like Elliot's downstairs neighbor. Hey, man, what the fuck have you been doing? There's been nonstop no. washing all your fucking okay. dishes all the time. What the hell? <laughs> Constantly washing dishes. Pete, who do you think is knocking at the door? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be Tyrell. Tyrell. I, Where do you think okay, Tyrell was? Here's the thing. Okay, here, I have two theories on Tyrell. I think uh -huh. it's either he's the one at the door, or I think he's dead. Hmm. Why would you say that? Because all the signs pointed into Elliot killing Tyrell. I mean, you wake up in his abandoned what? car. I, I, 
I don't think there's any signs that Elliot killed Tyrell. I think Tyrell's a nice guy. I think he might have just given Elliot his car. That seems like something you naive little asshole. I like to see <laughs> <laughs> naive <laughs> little asshole is actually the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I am so proud of myself for that one. <laughs> and I just want to let you guys know I have probably not cussed this much within like the last three years. So thank you. Uh, I tend to bring that out on people, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. Okay. Possibly could it be Will Smith and this is all just a prequel to iRobot? I hope no, so. No, <laughs> because then in the third season we're going to get Jaden Smith and that's not good. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's true. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good and he's going to get roughed in a basketball game after school. It's all bad. Um, do you guys have any theories on Tyrell and where he's at or where he could be? I miss him and I want him back, but that's not a theory. <laughs> no, it's not no, a theory. No, but now I want I want a U- USA spinoff TV show game show called Where in the World is Tyrell? <laughs> That's where what I was playing last night while watching the episode. I'm like, I wrote all of this stuff about Tyrell and then he's not even in the finale. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? See, I, I think they did that on purpose. I think that yeah. they, they purposely they did that because... They read my stuff, asshole. <laughs> well, not, not, not to spite you, sorry. I mean, I mean that they, they led people to expect that Tyrell was going to be an integral part of this finale because, the, at least for me, the whole season, I was wondering why did they include this guy in the show? Like, he om- it almost seemed as though he had no impact on Elliot's story whatsoever until the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, now they're together. Now they're going to, like, maybe, like, team up, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing, both take down Evil Corp, and then, boom, he's just, he's gone. He's gone. Well, I... I was telling Pete that um, when I was writing a different post, I came, as I was writing it, I was thinking that potentially, um, because we know Tyrell's a murderer, but it's interesting how he reveals that to Elliot, and then Elliot tells him this master plan of F society, and it's like, what the fuck, he just told you that he was a murderer, why would you allow him to be a part of the plan? So my thinking is, I think that Elliot murdered someone before the start of the show because mm. why the heck did Elliot have to go see Krista? And that was like court ordered therapy. So there was an event that took place prior to the show. Why did Darlene left and why did she come back to form a society with Elliot? And how did that all transpire? Like these are things we still don't know. And that's great, especially since there's going to be probably like four or five seasons of this show. I, you could absolutely be correct. I had assumed that he was seeing uh, his therapist because of it, just because of like a prior episode he's had with his hallucinations. But there could have been, there could have easily been something like that. I, I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, the pilot episode she says to him during their this session, it's good to know that you're not angry anymore, which I think is a very hmm weird thing to say like he was angry before and we saw just how much mr robot is angry at the world and so it's just i mean elliot is such an unreliable narrator and that's what makes it so entertaining because we quote unquote trust elliot but you really can't because you're you're missing so much so many so many of the pieces now i I was wanted to know uh, i want to ask you guys (laughs) 
do you think that uh, that was some like secret, like uh, uh, <clears throat> that they're meeting at um, at the very end? Well, what? Yeah, you you, know, you the, glitch you glitched out heavily for me. Sorry, oh, I didn't hear so, you. Oh, me too, me too. All right, so during the end credit scene, when uh, we see, um, who who is the character that we the reveal that White the Rose. End, White Rose. Um, talking to uh, Pierce um, or Price, Price uh, at the end. Um, do you guys think that was some sort of secret, like rich society group of people? It was very like Bohemian Grove, Rothschild family, very like dimly lit people in suits, very secretive. You need a password to get in, kind of thing. I I think that it it really spoke to the like the conspiracy theorists that watched the show. I think that's one of the prime demographics that, that the show is aimed at, and I dig it. Yo, I dig it so much. Uh, I forget what your question was, but Gotta yes. Gotta hit that hot conspiracy was, theory demo. Yo, for real. Uh, and yes, I do think it was like a secret society that they both belong to. Sarah? Sarah? I fell asleep while asshole was talking. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah. It was so, so intelligent and put me to sleep. What's going on? <laughs> so you want to know what you think? I mean, I just thought it was indication that, like a lot of us predicted, second season will dive more into Dark Army and what that is, and um, and how that alliance between F Society and Dark Army isn't over completely yet. Mm. Okay. okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, anybody want to say any final things before we end the uh, Mr. Robot talk, Sarah? Why does Angela keep getting oranger as the season goes on? <laughs> Thank you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, asshole, the name of my second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Sarah, what, uh, last, lasting, uh, last thoughts on uh, season finale, Mr. Robot. I'm your prophet, but you're my god. I love that line, and it's a great line, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still not over this season and how great it was, and I'm going to miss it, but I'm glad. Something that I was um, talking on Twitter about today um, with some other people is the fact that a lot of people want more episodes, and I'm like, no, because it's 10 episodes which is just the right amount of time to tell the story that they want to without having all those stupid filler episodes. I mean, we always complain about Arrow and Flash because they're 23 episodes, so there's bound to be fillers if you're stretching a story that long. Mm -hmm. So yes. I'm okay with 10 episodes. Jeez, like, it's so much easier to screw something up if you're given mm -hmm. like 16. I I completely understand what you're saying. It's like the same reason Breaking Bad only went for five seasons, where it could have been stretched out much longer. The director mm -hmm. had a vision for the story. He told the story and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. and the showrunner of um, Mr. Robot has gone out and said the same thing. Like He knows what story he wants to tell, and he's happy that US, USA has given him so much freedom to tell it exactly how he wants to. Uh, Casey, last thoughts. I mean, Shit. asshole. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Uh, shit's, shit's good. Go watch it now. It's 
one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. Uh, it gives the realest view of hackers ever. Uh, it has really, really tight writing. It, it is very well edited, as Sarah said before, in a lot of unique styles. Color schemes, awesome. Uh, it's talking about stuff that I wish like the the actual news would talk about. Uh, it, it's appealing to the conspiracy theorists, which are big online, and any show with a big online following is bound to do good. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Christian Slater is fucking magical. Uh, what else can I praise the show for? Uh, it's just good, man. Like, it's just good. It, it, it delivers. It absolutely delivers on, on what it promises, and that is uh, a show uh, that gives a shockingly real look uh, in the world about the world we live in, yeah, and that is all I have to say about that. Yeah, it, it was a, it was an amazing show. I really can't add on much because Casey pretty much just said it all. Um, although I will say that um, you know, I, and I I mentioned a lot of different actors who do well in their performances on on shows and and how they should be considered for certain awards. But Remy Malik just fucking yeah. killed it in that last episode. I mean, he's been he's been really really good the whole season. And it's like he saved everything for this last episode and just, just killed it. His performance was amazing um, as he battled these other, you know, um, this, this, this disorder he is dealing with and how he really doesn't have full control of himself and, and just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And he just, just an amazing performance yeah. uh, uh, by him, especially in the opening sequence when he's talking to uh, Mr. Robot. Just, so good, just so yeah. so good. Um, it's like, it, sorry, no, go ahead. No, 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 that's all. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's like how they say it takes a very smart person to portray a very dumb person. In the same sense, it takes a very sociable person and a very good actor to play a non-sociable person. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was just so good. Um, I know that. Can you I? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, can I try to sum it up one yes. more time? Yeah. This season? All right. Okay, it's about it's about the dynamic. Um, it's about the men who want to rule the world versus the men who want to save it. Boom. <laughs> I'm done. That, that, is how, that is how you drop the mic right there. Perfect. Um, okay, so Casey, real Casey, do you want to watch the show now? All I have to yes. say is, domo arigato, Mr. Oh, Rabate. <laughs> Very well done, sir. Very well done. I didn't understand that. I've been sitting on that joke for 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, but I know that if you do want to watch it, uh, you can go back and if you have on demand, I know it's on demand. USA is streaming it from their website. Um, but yeah, if you have not seen it, uh, it's an absolutely amazing show. Uh, you know, a lot of summer shows come out, but this one has just been just superb. And uh, I'm excited to see where they go. We got to wait a year for it, but it's going to be totally worth it, I'm sure. Um, so that is going to do our, our TV talk for this week. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. Um, and just to let you know, programming note for next week. Next two weeks, actually, we're going to be doing fall TV previews. Uh, new shows, returning shows. Just It's going to be crazy. Um, I've already talked to some people that are going to be on, so some familiar voices you'll, you'll hear in the next couple weeks. But we're going to be talking all about the new and returning shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, Casey, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. Thank you for, uh, for being on, and it was awesome to finally get you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sure this is the last time I'll ever be on. So nice <laughs> to see you guys. Absolutely nice not Nice talking true. with you. Yeah, you were, you were uh, delight, dude. Thank you. You were oh, great. Yeah, yeah, you were good. Thank you. Thank you know, good. I've only done like 150 of these things, <laughs> so I would hope I have a, 
<laughs> some went down by, by this time. Um, it was as if you were a pro. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, only if someone would pay me at this point. If anyone wants to pay me to be on their podcast, <laughs> I'm taking requests. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Casey, let everyone know a little bit about uh, Geeks with Wives and uh, tell everyone where they can find you at. Oh, wait, okay, wait, wait, so- wait. You know what? I apologize. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I did not do classic TV movie picks. Uh, Sorry. I, I only missed it. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. So I don't know if you the saw segment, it, the-, the segment we always forget about. <laughs> it is really. Um, so we do a little thing where we uh, recommend like an o- a new older movie or TV show at the end of the episode. Um, so if you don't have one right away, I can have someone go. If not, do you want to go or do uh, you need a second? I want to do something off the cuff here, Pete. Okay. I'm going to recommend a comic book because that's my job. All right. Well, so, all right. well done. <laughs> so I recommend um, a comic book called uh, Southern Bastards. Um, and uh, how can I describe it? it? I describe it like this. It is uh, Friday Night Lights meets Goodfellas. Ooh. Um, it's written by Jason Aaron, who's also writing the current Thor book and, uh, and will be writing the new Doctor Strange book. He's amazing, amazing man. But uh, basically, it's about this like uh, town in, oh my God, I think it's Alabama, um, where football reigns supreme. And it's, uh, the whole town is run by this, the football coach. And this guy comes in to try to clean up the town and is immediately kind of put in his place. And then it's kind of a character... Um, kind of a, a, a great character tale after that. You kind of get meet each person in the town, and it's, it's really, really fantastic book. They're, they're, they've optioned it for a TV show. Um, it's about, it, it is about football. Like that, it, and I am not a sports guy. I weigh 145 pounds and, and 5'11". I am not designed to play sports or participate or like sports. Uh, <laughs> but I love, love this book, and, and, and I cannot say how much and I love it. It's just so, so good, and I'm so excited uh, that comic books like this exist um, because they're not about superheroes. They're about real people, but you can still tell a fantastic story with them. So please, everyone go check out uh, Black. Oh, no. I almost said another one. Uh, Southern Bastards. <laughs> All right. If you want to check out Black Science, that's a good book, too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Casey. I like, I like the, uh, the curveball thrown at it, so that was very well done. Um, All right. Um, Sarah, what do you got for us this week? Um, I I want to suggest Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Oh, good thing. I love that movie, and yet I can't watch it because my coffee, I cannot figure out how to turn off the, the subtitles on it. Oh. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. <laughs> but I swear to God, I have tried countless times. Um, that, but, well, it's not subtitles. It's commentary, actually. Oh that's, even, a, oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> I went through a commentary. Face. What about you, asshole? <laughs> uh, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Uh, I'm going to go with Contact with Jodie Foster and Matt McConaughey. If you like Carl Sagan quotes, this movie is for you. If you lack the smooth, dulcet tones of Matt McConaughey, then this uh, movie is for you. If you like uh, weird alien scenes, uh, Super this movie is definitely for you. And if you like James Wood in any capacity, this movie's definitely for you. So, Contact, still good, holds up. I love like, love the end of that movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, I only fell through for 10 seconds. She, like, goes crazy. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, didn't work. What do you mean it didn't work? Fuck you, it worked. I, Contact, I saw Aliens. Yeah, Contact will, like, make you hate 
like organized science and organized religion, which is really interesting in a sense. It's like the opposite interstellar. It's like bizarro interstellar. Uh, My favorite part point, is, that, is, it sh- is it shows you how the government truly works because they built two machines and they only told the public about one. Well, Japan built, <laughs> Japan built the second one. Oh, uh, yeah, you're which right. Is, which is actually how the government works. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that, uh, asshole. I appreciate that. Um, you're welcome. All right. So, sticking with the hacker theme, I'm going to suggest The Net. It's a movie back from the mid- <laughs> oh, middle of the 90s with Sandra Bullock, uh, where she plays a computer programmer who gets thrust into uh, kind of this cyber war. Uh, uh, God, it's, I am losing it here. Um, Basically, she gets this disc that kind of gives her this information she's not supposed to have. Uh, and then she's, uh, she gets... Sorry, my computer went a little crazy. Um, she gets, she's constantly being tracked. She's going to be killed if she doesn't get the information up. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, really good uh, thriller. Uh, it's not an action movie, but it's a thriller. A little bit of drama. Uh, and it's kind of cool to see um, computer hacking and programming stuff back in the mid-90s. Um, it's, there's actually a really, this is silly, but there's a really cool scene where she's ordering pizza on the computer and that's just so natural now, but in the mid nineties, that wasn't so like, that wasn't so like the thing. So it's kind of cool to see that. Um, but yeah, uh, that is my pick for this week. The net, it's actually a Netflix. So that's the first time anyone's ever recommended that movie. I like that movie (laughs) and, and Sandra and Sandra Bullock was a hottie back then. So. What do you pronounce you her last? Go- what do you pronounce her last name like that, Pete? Like what? Like Bullock? Say say Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. This, right. Wait a second. Okay. <laughs> this coming from the guy who couldn't pronounce Max von Sydow's last name, calling him Sedow or Soto or whatever you were calling him five you episodes talk- ago. Yeah, I listen. I'm talking <laughs> to you. You talk. Wait, me? Yeah, you me? asshole. Me? It's it's oh, Max I don't von. Even know. Bro, I don't Sedow. even know. Sedow. Oh, that was good. That was funny. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Woo. Man, this was a good episode. <laughs> Once again, Bio's nice meeting everybody. I'm sure I'll never be asked back. <laughs> no, no, dude, you're my, you're like my favorite Casey. And that includes me. <laughs> oh, all right. So that is going to do our show for this week. Um, Casey, why don't you let everyone know a little bit about Geeks and Wives and uh, tell them where they can find you at. And Capes. I'll try to be fast. Yeah, they're the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, the Geeks, Wives, and Capes is the podcast I do. We record every Thursday night. Um, the iTunes and all the MP3 stuff that everyone cares about is released on Sunday. We just had uh, Robert Vendetti on this week. He writes uh, The Flash and Green Lantern. Um, very famous comic book writer. I know you, nobody cares because nobody here reads comic books. But in my world, he's a very big deal. Uh, so he was on this week so check that out if you guys like those comic books or even like the TV shows because um, we talk a little bit about TV and, and surrogates because he wrote that movie not the movie but he wrote the comic book that the movie was based on um, so yeah and we have guests like that all the time so if you'd like to talk about comic books and check us out over there uh, that's on iTunes and stuff um, also make sure you guys go to geekswithwives.com um, where we write nonsense about video games and comic books and TV and cosplay and tech and all kinds of crazy nonsense stuff. Um, but it's all very good, and it comes from a very kind of unique perspective of, like, blue-collar people because we don't get paid for it or anything. It's all stuff, stuff we do in our spare time, and I think we do it pretty damn well. Uh, what else? Oh, um, so to, to promote someone who actually pays my, helps pay my bills, 
uh, Cosplay Culture Magazine is coming up this month. Uh, so please uh, go to your local Vons or Save Mart or wherever magazines are sold. I'm not really sure anymore. And uh, pick up a copy of Cosplay Culture Magazine because they, uh, they actually pay me to write articles. So I feel like I'm obligated to promote them. Um, and, it's, and it's a cool thing to be in a magazine, I guess. Uh, although it's probably not the best choice for a career path at this point. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. You can also find me at, on Twitter at GWWCapesCrew, at Geeks of the Wives, and at the Comics Kid. Awesome. Thanks again, Casey, for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Um, all right, uh, Sarah, tell everyone where they can find you at. Um, you can find me at on Twitter and on Tumblr at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. All right. And, and like I said earlier, you can find all her... Uh, content on uh, com, especially if you watched the episodes of uh, Mr. Robot, uh, you'll definitely want to check those out. Uh, asshole to everyone where they can find you at. Pete, please, you can find me on Instagram at uh, official asshole, okay? Uh, <laughs> what happened no. to na- naive little asshole? <laughs> you can find me on Snapchat at naive little asshole. Oh man, that's too funny. Oh god. Okay. Uh, Instagram Facey Cranko, Snapchat L Shades of Franco, Twitter Via Blast. You know the drill. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and Good night, can, asshole. <laughs> and you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Scene Nerd on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. Uh, gmail scene letter and nerd at gmail.com all right so that is going to do it for our show tonight we hope you enjoyed it uh till next time you have a dvr use it bye 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 facebook hey <laughs> this is by far my favorite episode we've oh, ever done sarah awesome. you need a sign off sarah you need a sign off say something, say something. make it count make it count because make it's it gonna count? be what you say at the end of every episode from now on go too much pressure That was perfect. That oh, was that was genius. Perfect. That was perfect. That was perfect. Oh. Holy shit. I didn't expect you to actually have something brilliant. Fuck. You're welcome. Set low expectations, Casey. That's always nice. <laughs> <laughs>